This is the Dirt Reporters Podcast for the week of July 26th. I'm your host, D-Swab, Derek Kessinger. Before we get started to introduce these guys, happy Prairie Dirt Classic Week. One of the greatest weeks of the year, Kevin Kovac. To my right, I guess to be my left for watching on screen, Robert Holman below me, and then Kyle McFadden there on my bottom left. Uh, happy PDC Week. Uh, great time as always, but first... Sheppy till I die, Kevin Kovac. He finally gets a W. I know he has a few wins this year, but they've kind of been like split fields. I know he won a Mars race, so wasn't really close to a full, full field, I don't believe. But he gets it done, holds off one of the hottest drivers in the country, Bobby Pierce. Uh, I don't know. Sheppy was fired up in Victor Lane, and we know Brandon pretty well through all the years that he's been racing pretty much since Dirt on Dirt started. Uh, he he likes to stay calm and collective and doesn't like to get too high or too low, but he was jacked up in victory lane. Big time, $53,000 payday for little Sheppy. Rosie Red Cheeks were out in full force up there in South Dakota. Oh, yeah, they were definitely out in full force with uh, how uh, physical that race was, too. Man, he got a workout. Everyone got a workout in that race. Uh, that racetrack stacked up, a, you know, had a cushion. Had, it rained right after the afternoon program. Uh, you know, the postponed qualifying double heats, uh, perfect timing really for the rain, like 6.15, made it a little, you know, delayed the start a little bit of the nighttime race, made it end later. But uh, uh, having that extra, you know, moisture in there, that really brought that racetrack around, but it made it tough on everybody. Everybody had to kind of get up on that outside. It was like a, I mean, I, I think Bobby Pierce uh, or Devin Moran actually compared it to Macon, but faster. It, it was a bigger track than Macon, but it's narrow and it kind of it gives you a Macon feel because it's not very wide and, and and they really whip around there and they got faster with that way that cushion was and man they Sheppy he led eighty laps he led the entire race from the pole. They didn't seem and, like and he did. it. <laughs> yeah, flag to flag, you're like, oh, that's not a very good race. But man, you know he had Hudson Hudson O'Neill and Bobby Pierce both were able to get ahead of him you know, briefly, unofficially, uh, during that race, they both kind of shot. I think Hudson got him off the, you know, down the back stretch. Uh, and then one time, uh, what about like, I think it was lap 51, Bobby Pierce was able to slide Sheppy going into three and four and, and got ahead. And then Pierce was like in shock that, uh, that, that Brandon was able to keep the lead with that. He thought that he had that, uh, that slider cleared. He said that Hudson O'Neill was behind him and said he thought he had it cleared too. Sheppy somehow wheeled that thing up through the cushion on the outside of four and stayed ahead. Uh, pretty impressive. I mean, that was like old Sheppy up on the wheel there, vintage Sheppy. And, uh, and and like I think we've all talked about and everyone knows Sheppy's had so many. It's, it's an entirely new deal for him. Everything is new. Uh, I mean, he's like everything from the race car to the crew, the um, the, the engines and I mean, everything he has, uh, he's had to learn, you know, kind of re restart and he doesn't have Mark Richards calling shots and, you know, on setups now. So, uh, it's been a, a kind of a learning experience and, but he's supposed to win big races. That's what he knows. He knows that too. He knows that like everyone expects him to win it and he's not winning them. Uh, everyone starts questioning him and he starts questioning himself. And now he got that one. And I think you could see, man, he was, it was a confidence builder and maybe, maybe we're going to see more of a, I mean, he's going right to some tracks that he really likes to, you go, you know, go to Fairbury this week, go over to 
uh, Cedar Lake. He's won there before. You know, he's coming to tracks that are like right up in his wheelhouse. So watch out for Sheppy now. Yeah, especially this last month, he's been knocking at the door with podium finishes, top fives. Uh, he got the help with Kevin Rumley there at the Durley Model Dream, and he kind of, you know, raced yep. his race car up at Deer Creek. So maybe you just need that extra push, like Kyle McFadden mentioned in Fast Talk, to get the job done. And also, I don't know if you could ask all the way up until that feature, Kovac, just how much like bad luck and unforeseen circumstances Houston's had. You know, you had that. Not a very good race Thursday. You have a rain out Friday, and then you're on the double show, and it was all chaos. But I'm glad they had a great race, so you know, you know, to finish that thing off for that first year up there at Houston. So that was good to see there. Yeah, you uh, you needed that. I mean, I, everyone was sort of uh, you know grumbling and oh, this isn't the greatest racetrack to be having this. I mean, it is out of the you know out of the dirt late model uh heart you know heart of dirt late model racing it's sprint car country up there in uh in south dakota you know it's a good three hours north of omaha so like all those i mean really it was only a few teams from omaha uh that you know i-80 teams that you'd expect uh, that went up there and the ones that did were like you know bill layton had pospisil uh Jake Neal, you know, so th these guys that went up, they were, they lost their advantage. You always usually would see one of those Omaha drivers, uh, you know, they'd have a good run, especially in heat races, qualify well at I-80 during the Silver Dollar Nationals. Uh, I mean, they know that racetrack. Now they're going to a racetrack that, I mean, nobody knows, but, uh, you know, the, the drivers that race more, the teams that race more are going to be able to adapt quicker than, than those teams that, you know, more local teams from Omaha uh and it, you, they they lost their advantage a little bit so I, and i think that that's why some of them didn't go up there too but the race itself i mean they had rubbered up thursday friday gets downpour 10% chance of rain and it just washes that place out on friday night and and then on saturday they had to run the afternoon they kept they they worked on the track enough where they didn't it never rubbered up during the afternoon so that was good it was able to, i mean sheppy went from six to first in the last of those eight heat races in the afternoon uh and then saturday night they had that rain at 6 15 and it man it, it really brought it around I and mean, it was later than you wanted it to end but it was a good race i mean there was a lot of stuff happening uh, a lot of uh, up on the wheel driving and made it entertaining and i think everybody left there you know, was like, all right, now I, I think that we're, we're more at ease now that Houston's can be a place to host that Silver Dollar Nationals, build it. Maybe more guys will race it next year uh, and, and want to go out there and, you know, and, and it now, now it can continue building uh, out there because it's a beautiful facility too, man. That place right. is awesome. Have you guys seen it on, on the, you know, on the, um, on the coverage, man? What, what an unbelievable place that is. Yeah, it's a phenomenal facility has definitely, like you said, the capabilities to have a big-time event there. But we'll get to, you know, crown jewels and pros and cons of having so many big paint races later on the show. Uh, Robert Holman, Southern Nationals uh, correspondent, guru. We had Kovac do the opening weekend. Uh, you've been trying to cover it this past week, but it's kind of been a rain tour a little bit. Uh, cancellations, heavy storms there. I'm just glad you're okay because after watching some video – from East Alabama, the lightning and the rain going on. I was I was concerned for your well-being as well of our shooters at flow. Like it, it got nasty over there, but a lot of rain happened there. But Zach Mitchell, he got that big, you know, ten thousand dollar payday there over the weekend, which is huge for him and his race team. But just you know, let's just dive in a little bit on the the rain tour Southern Nationals so far. It uh, it's been you know we've talked 
uh, in depth about how I guess uh, Rick Swally has, as you know, the problems and the struggles that he's had with his series uh, this year with the Lucas Oil Tour. You know, Ray Cook has has had a tough time as well with uh, the Spring Nationals were, were really wet, and now uh, I think he's had seven cancellations or postponements or rainouts altogether. Uh, you know, a couple of them are duplicates or doubles, you know, but uh, seven total that have been uh, postponed, rained out, or just canceled altogether. And that also, that includes uh, the the uh, Boyds, which closed, of course, and then the Volunteer Speedway, which was kind of in a, a transition of, of managers there. So that includes those two, but it's been a struggle. For, for Ray, and I got a feel for him a little bit, trying to get these races in. I like Kevin uh, alluded to when we got started here that I don't think he's had back-to-back -back races yet. So that is, uh, it's not, a, not only a struggle for him financially and trying to get this tour kind of rolling, uh, it's tough for drivers who've committed to to run this deal for the 10, 10 days to two weeks. You know, you take off work, uh, you, you plan this deal. He's got 11 series regulars. So, um, you know, those guys have committed to the tour and now they're not getting to race. So it's really, it's really tough, uh, for everybody, you know, all, all around. Fortunately, you know, if you look at the, the winners, uh, I don't really think there's been a surprise winner, you know, Jimmy Owens, uh, Dale McDowell, Ashton Winger, and then Zach Mitchell. I don't really think, um, Mitchell should be a surprise to win there at Screven the way he, really dominated the race the year before and just uh, a late race restart kind of cost him allowing uh, Brandon Overton to sneak in there and, and, and kind of take that win from him. So uh, I don't really think that's even a surprise, but uh, it's, yeah, it's been really tough for Ray. You, you talk about the weather at Phoenix city. Uh, I'm sitting there and I, some people there in the booth, I guess had thought that they canceled it all together earlier but they were just sending people to their cars because the lightning was so bad. Uh, I don't think that I've been in a lightning storm. I've been in storms probably worse, but not a lightning storm of, of such severity um, as, as was going on right there. There was one, uh, one pop, you know, that, that I get, it had to be just right on the other side of the track, you know, that was, was really kind of uh, kind of very loud and, and I've, I've seen bigger lightning strikes maybe, but this was just repeatedly, you know, just it's nonstop for about 30 minutes. And I finally, uh, once they did make the announcement, I went on and got my stuff and headed home and, and the, the storms were pretty bad. I actually texted my wife and Mike, should I go back through Montgomery or should I go back through Atlanta? Cause it's actually the exact same, believe it or not to my house. It's the same uh, same mileage, probably within a ten mile difference, going through Georgia, going back through Alabama. So, uh, so she, I guess, she looked it up and told me to go back to Atlanta to kind of avoid those storms. But yeah, it's uh, it's been a struggle, you know, so far. I, I, you got to feel for them, and you got to hope that uh, this week is better, especially finishing up there with uh, you know three, you know, decent racetracks, three tracks that can be. Uh, exciting race race track there at Tri County or yeah Tri County and then uh, North Georgia which has taken the place of of Boyd's and then finishing up there at Tazewell which is uh, you never know what's going to happen there so 
uh the car counts have been his race car counts have been great you know you had when he's when he's been able to race i think uh 40 something at sonora uh, i mean he's just had really bad luck with mother nature and you hope that that turns here this last week and, and lets him finish this deal you know strong Yeah, for sure. We know we see it all the time, whether it's Speed Week, Spring, Southern Nationals, Summer Nationals, the National Series, when you get on those rain, rain you know, those rains that like kind of just don't get that momentum rolling. So let's just hope these fi this final week they can get a couple of nights in and, you know, have a strong finish there. The championship runs looking pretty good too, Robert Holman. Uh, Jimmy Owens is up by two points to Carson Ferguson. And I don't think we'd ever thought that like, Maybe at the beginning of his career that Jimmy Owens will be duking it out for a Southern National title, but here we are, and uh, let's see if he can get the job done because I know that he's going to try to finish and win the championship. Well, you know, the races pay pretty well, and for no more than right. a race, you know, the championship pays pretty well. So I guess for what uh, for what Jimmy's had going kind of at the beginning of the season is his uh, team and everything kind of up in the air, and then he, he joins forces with the, the Kohlers, and with them following the tour as well, it just kind of makes sense for him to, to do this right now. And uh, I don't know if, if you know, if, if you'd look back two years ago and say, like you said, kind of say, oh, he's going to be in a dogfight to win this championship. I don't think that that would have, you know, I don't think that would have, you know, ever crossed our minds. But uh, I do think that it's uh, it's Jimmy and and Carson I, they kind of separated themselves and I do think that which you know you do get a drop there is a drop in there so I'm not sure that it's tough because you've had so many rainouts I'm not 100% sure that I would allow a drop I might want to amend that rule next year to say if, if we only get so many races you don't get a drop or something but but going in they expected a drop so you, they're going to get a drop going to get to lose their worst finish so uh so it's still kind of anybody's anybody's race there as they head towards taswell and a taswell could be a game changer you get swept caught up in a lap car a, a, a wreck with a car you know there's no exit there's no place to go when there's trouble at taswell so when you get get racing so fast there and something happens in front of you uh by the time you see it you're in it so if if you can uh you know get there and avoid that you have a chance to win this thing, but if you get caught up in it, anything could happen. Yeah, it'll be entertaining all the way to the very end when they finish up this weekend at Taswell. Uh, Kyle McFadden, plenty of races to talk about this past weekend. We had a whole bunch, a plethora, as uh, Dustin Jarrett would say, of different races that paid over five grand. Comical, we had 46 cars at a uh, Moeller Raceway Park on Friday that Josh Rice won. Frank Heckenass Jr. wins three grand at Farmer City. Fager continues his Mars dominance, winning at Jacksonville. And then on Saturday, you had the World of Outlaw guys flexing their flexing their muscles. Sheppy with the win, obviously. Nick Hoffman with a $7,500 win at uh, Atomic. And then we had Gordy Gundaker, first win in three years. The new dad finally gets it done. It was plenty of talk about what one of those like kind of regional shows we had so many of them. What's kind of the highlights that you saw this past weekend? Yeah, well, obviously a lot happened over the weekend, but you know, the one race that, you know, really jumped off the page when you're thumbing through all the race wires and the results over the past weekend was Gordy Gundaker's win 
over at Peevely, I mean, um, you know, that race was a tribute there to Ed Dixon and uh, Gordy's father, Kevin, you know, has a uh, you know, race with Ed Dixon uh, who had passed away last fall of a, a long bout there with cancer. So um, you couple that in, you know, with the Gundaker family and the Dixon family um, paying tribute there to Ed over the weekend with Gordy's, you know, three, three year winless drought, which I hadn't known that, it, that, that, that was that long that Gordy had be, been, been between wins. And so uh, his last win came on July 11th of 2020 in dirt car summer nationals there at Fairbury when he won from 15th that night. So um, I didn't know that, that it had been that long. Um, and then I also didn't even know the backstory there between, you know, the gun Daker family and then the Dixon family too. So just reading into that and, um, you know, that's, that's certainly a long time coming there for Gordy, a long three years that is. And so uh, really cool to see him pick up that victory. And then obviously, you know, Nick Hoffman too, not venturing far from where his car owner car owners based out of there in Ohio to pick up that win in atomic. So, um, and then Brandon Shepard, you know, picking up that victory, that big $53,000 victory there at Houston. So yeah, great weekend for the outlaw drivers. Um, and certainly a lot that happened. I think I counted 10, 5,000 to win at least 5,000 to win shows, which is more than, uh, I think pretty much any weekend we've, or at least I've counted so far this year, it's more than Memorial day. So, um, yeah, a lot happening. And, uh, but Gordy Gundaker, certainly if I had to give, um, a weekend winner award, it would certainly go to Gordy there. That was well-deserved. And to get the win in front of his, uh, newborn daughter. I know it's been about around a month that, you know, he had the, or him and his beautiful girlfriend, Savannah, had his, uh, had the bit, was born. So that was pretty cool as well. And uh, I know anything, if Gordy can put on a performance at uh, Fairbury this week, and I think it'd be a very popular win there, Kyle. <laughs> yeah. If I would, I think of all the victory lane celebrations that could possibly happen, could potentially happen, Gordy's would have to be. It'd be hard to, I'd be hard pressed to find a, another would be victory lane celebration at Fairbury in the PDC, you know, find me a better driver to celebrate than Gordy Gundaker. Right. If that he might climb the fence, the last win in 2020, <laughs> he climbed the fence there in the backstretch. So he'd be uh, having a good time. I'd say. <laughs> yeah, totally. Climb yeah, the, the DJ the would be out there probably right. Right. Derek, the DJ would be in the pits after that, after that win. <laughs> Oh, I think we'd have to get McCarty there, a producer at Flow. Yep. He was the one that brought the DJ equipment for Jonathan Davenport uh, nearly nine years ago. And speaking of J.D. Uh, Kovac, he's not going to be at the Prairie Dirt Classic. Uh, he's been coming every single year since 2014. So this is kind of, you know, the fall's faithful. They understand it. A lot of racing going on. Uh, there's a There was a $100,000 to win race on a Tuesday night, you know, in Nebraska. Uh, we had Hugh sits, then we got Cedar Lake, and then right now he's in the top four. So I can understand why he wants to take a weekend off before they hit that month of money again for the Lucas Oil Series with a whole bunch of big paying races. And obviously he wants to be in the top four to be 
there at the Dirt Track World Championship at his, I mean, his favorite racetrack of all time, Outdoor Speedway. So with all this racing, Kovac, it's great for the drivers. No doubt they could go race for so much money. Like this past weekend, we had 10 races at least paid five grand. I went back to her history page in 2013. We only had two races paying 10 grand or more. The Silver Dollar Nationals, which was half of what it costs now to win at 27000 And then the Oakshade birthday race. So plenty of racing options. But on the negative side, Kovac, fans are going to be expecting these big-name drivers to show up to these crown jewels, and they're deciding to skip out. So are we at a crossroads right now where we're going to see this more and more? Because there was plenty of races this past weekend where guys didn't have to go all the way up to Houston's. They could race in Illinois like Jason Fagers of the world. Shannon Babb took the weekend off. Are we at a crossroads where we're not going to see these guys at the crown jewels? Or does it really matter that maybe some of these crown jewels that are already like established, it won't affect the fan count? Because they won't expect to see their drivers at these big pain racing marquee events. Yeah, well, these guys can really be more selective now. Uh, when you have a, I mean, look at all, there's so many more $50,000 $50, to win races. Those are the ones that would always, they would catch everyone's attention. You got to go to, if you're a serious full-time driver, especially, you got to go to the $50,000 to win or more like those races. But now there's, now is up because most of the others was were 10,000, make 10,000 the big races, and then it would jump up to 50 grand races. Now there's a lot of 20s and there's some 30s in there, you know. I mean, there's $15,000 to win races. There's a lot of races plus more 50,000 plus races to win. Uh, it just gives a driver more options where they – there's only going to be – there's always only going to be a small group of guys, of teams that are going to run every race possible. I mean, and, and I kind of see that with maybe, you know, like a Ricky Thornton Jr. team. They're going to be – they're, they run seem, seems like any time there's a big race, Here, they're going to be at it. Tyler, Herb, yeah. I mean, those guys are, you know, Shep, they're, they're going to run. They're not going to take uh, weekends off most likely. But, I mean, Jonathan Davenport, he, you know, he also, he's also won the dream already. So he's got some extra, you know, cash in the, in the, and, and so great last year with all the money he won. Um, he doesn't have to chase every race. He could take a little bit off. I mean, if that $100,000 XR race uh, isn't in Nebraska right after Houston's this week on Monday and Tuesday, I mean, that drew uh, Davenport and Tim McCready, two former PDC winners, uh, stayed out for a couple more days because uh, they were in that neighborhood to run that race. If that race doesn't run, maybe they stay out. You know, maybe, maybe instead of like they, they'll, they'll be like, well, you know, we'll, we'll go run this 100. This will be our extra race since we're in, we're out in this area. Um, if that's not on the schedule, m maybe they're more apt to stay on the road uh, or leave a car out there, go home and then come back uh, and, and run the fair in Fairbury and Cedar Lake. I mean, Davenport, I know he's, he's not a huge, he's not the biggest fan of Fairbury. Now he loves the atmosphere, everything about the race. He loved winning there. But since he won there in, what, 2015, he hasn't really, really run very well. He hasn't really contended for a win. And he's mentioned that. So he's taken – he's been on the road for a month with uh, with Lucas Oil Series. He's going on a cruise this weekend. I know, you know Matt Langston from Longhorn. He's also – yeah, they're all – they're going on a cruise with their families together. Uh, just a few short days, but it's a little break. And, you know, when you have more races to run, you have more money to go after, uh, you can – you could do that. You could 
a driver can be like, all right, I'm not going to go run this PDC this weekend. I've run plenty of big races. I, it, there's not just a select few that I have to run to make sure I get the chase the biggest money. You could take a few days off. Yeah, like locals at February, their heads exploding because JD's not going to be there. And yeah. I McCready also. Hey. McCready's not going either. Yeah. McCready, I said, he's not going Kovac. to PDC either. Five years ago, would Tim McCready ever miss a fifty grand a race yeah. anywhere? No, he wouldn't. He right. was a racer that always was looking for that money to make that extra uh, cash flow. Not anymore. He hasn't been there the last few years. So, but on the flip side, Robert Holman, these guys have to take a break eventually. They have to go home and refresh. And I understand, like the Lucas guys, the top tier teams, wanting to skip out. There's a lot of money to be made. The Dirt Track World Championship, if you're in that top four. So I can see their perspective why, hey, we need to get a break here because we're going to be on the road again here. And, you know, after the, uh, I think I counted after Cedar Lake, which is a race they could skip, they didn't want to have a weekend off very much until the until the Dirt Track. Maybe the World 100 if you wanted to skip because that's an off weekend, but they're all going to be there. So eventually these guys got to have a break and go refresh because you're racing more than ever, motors being used. It's kind of a double-edged sword, especially for the racers. Uh, that was kind of uh, that was kind of going to be my 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 point is, is not so much well of course there are more higher paying races there are more twenties and more fifties but there are just more races you know there's just generally speaking more events from from January one if you count you know New Mexico all the way through Gateway uh, it's just it's the sport has just you know, and it's like that with every sport, you know, you can turn TV on right now and you can watch summer basketball leagues and tournaments. You can, uh, on any given weekend, you can watch, uh, um, not any given Sunday, but any given weekend, you can turn on and watch football, uh, football now with, uh, the different leagues and stuff there sports is, is almost all of them are year round. Racing is no different. And it is, uh, it's, it's tough to go january to december without a break to think that when i worked with todd turner at national dirt digest we had the last three weeks of december off and we had a couple weeks in january off that was when our vacation was that was like not really mandatory if we needed time in the summer we could take it but it was kind of understood that's when you took off who who would complain about four weeks off right there you know nobody even though it's kind of in the winter time well, now that we don't have the luxury of taking that kind of time off. I know that not this year, but I think two years, two years prior, my son's senior year in high school and his, I guess the year he got out of high school, we went to Florida in, in July with, uh, with the basketball team, uh, just a vacation, not, not playing or anything, just all the parents and stuff and the kids. Um, I didn't realize how much I enjoyed that until this year when I'm not doing it. I didn't realize how much you need that break right in the middle of the season until all of a sudden it, you don't have it. And now uh, I guess my wife and I are going to take a vacation in September and I can't wait. I can't wait to get to the beach. You know, I can't wait to, to beach get, life. you know, yes. I mean, I've done, uh, I think I've probably nowhere near Kyle who's been out on a world tour this year, but I've, I think I've done like 43 races or something like that already. And, and we're right at the halfway mark of the season. Now, I don't think I'm going to have 86. I don't think I'm, I think I'm beyond the halfway point in my season, but everybody needs a break. And 
when you've got so many races compressed in the schedule now, when is that going to happen? At some point, you have to just say, I'm taking this weekend off. When I was younger, I didn't understand it. I would want to race. I was distraught if I didn't get to go race. I mean, I was like, a rain out, it was crushing. Uh, uh, motor problems and have to miss a couple weeks, crushing. And now it's just like, eh, you know, my car's been sitting out in the driveway now for a week since we tore it up at Clarksville. I just now put it on the lift to wash it. You know, and that's like blasphemy to most of these people who are like, you got to have your car in a shop. Well, my car needs some repairs. Uh, I've got the roof blown off my house and people are here working on it. Things happen. Things here, things happen. And in fact, I can't believe you guys haven't heard them banging on the ceiling. But that last storm that came through the weekend that we went to uh, the summer nationals were at Clarksville. It blew half my roof off. So they're just now here replacing that. So things happen in life where you just need to decompress and get away from that. And racers are no different. And unfortunately, all fans don't understand it. Uh, all of them don't. Uh, but it's just, it's tough, you know, for guys to go nonstop, uh, especially the older guys, you know, and, you know, let's face it, JD's getting up there. He's not, he's not in that elder crowd yet, you know, but, but, you know, Timmy, is getting on up there, uh, Timmy McCready. These guys are getting up to an age where they need to slow down. They need to decompress because they do have a, a half of a season left to go with this Lucas Oil chase. So it's completely understandable that they would miss uh, a race here and there. And this just happens to be the one that a couple of big name drivers, you know, the PDC just happens to be the one that a couple of big name guys are going to sit out. You know, I completely understand it again. 20 years ago, I've been thinking those guys are nuts, but now I'm 53, <laughs> yeah, exactly. you know, and I'm like, eh, I understand needing a little break, uh, here and there. So it's, uh, completely understandable. Kovac knows about age, well, T-Mac, right? Slowing down a little bit. You guys are close to the same age, right? Yeah. He's one year younger. He's 49. I'm 50. So, uh, yeah, it's like, it gets a, Point. I mean, especially when you're on a road for a month, like the, the Lucas oil series has been, I mean, I, I, I could see the, the, there was a dragging feeling in those, uh, in those pit area and that pit area of those regulars and of the officials. I mean, those people, everyone, yeah, Hey, you're, you're going that long. You, you want it. It's, it's, and it's been hot. There are a lot of hot nights and late nights. And, uh, you know, I mean, you want to get home, you want to get, get done with this. And geez, I, I saw the, the Lucas Oil, their their second hauler there, the one that they kind of carry a lot, not their main um, truck and trailer, uh, but their secondary one. Like during the night on Saturday night, they they went to start it up and, and it wouldn't start. I mean, I, I thought there might have been more officials working on that trailer. I mean, that hauler underneath the hood of that truck than there were watching the race at one point because they wanted to get that thing and nobody wanted to have to stay there another day. Uh, to get that thing fixed. I mean, they were calling, uh, uh, you know, a repair shop to get that fixed during the races. Uh, yeah, I'm not sure. I actually, I haven't checked and see. I, I hope, hopefully they got it running because I don't think when they're on the last day, that's the day you're going home. I don't think nobody wanted to stay any longer. And, and that's, that's that feeling. I mean, do you want to go to another race? I mean, Derek, I mean, a guy, Boom Briggs, he's always a guy that you'd see at, at the PDC. You know, two ten. We, we're not on speaking terms. We're yeah. not on speaking oh. terms. Boom! Went home. Went to, then he went flew to Florida for his birthday. So he did wish no me happy birthday. So I'm happy. 
Yeah, I think, guys, all I right. think we all hey, I think we all understand that. Just like me at East Alabama uh-huh. on right. on the other night. When it rained, I was I had a hotel room. I was five hours from home. I had to go to the hotel and get my throw my stuff in a bag. But I'm like, damn it, I'm going home. I can be home at two AM uh-huh. if I get home and I can wake up, you know, sleep till ten o'clock in my own bed or whatever. So I'm like, the hell with it, I'm gone. You know, and I think it's uh-huh. understandable. Everybody wants to get home as much as we love this life, as much as we love the road. I think everybody wants to get home at some point. Even Kyle, Kyle, yeah. I think even Kyle, who is, who is, like I said, on a world tour, I think even Kyle wanted to get home to his own bed at some point. That's yeah, it looks right. like he is home. This is like the last time I'm going to be doing this podcast on a Tuesday afternoon here in my own room for the next three weeks or like whatever. So, I mean, it's just, you, you soak it in right when you can. And, uh, yeah, I mean, I was just looking through as you guys were like talking there, just like if there was ever a weekend for a guy or guys like Tim McCready or, like Jonathan Davenport to take off. I mean, yeah, I mean, it's the Prairie Dirt Classic, right? You would think that those guys wouldn't miss that race for the world, but like, you know, they've struggled. Both of them have struggled at Fairbury, it seems like in recent years. So, and when you're, you're looking at August, like, you know, they're going to be back at Cedar Lake with the Outlaws. They're not going to miss that one. I mean, they certainly have a better chance to win that race at Cedar Lake than Fairbury. I'd say first weekend of August weekend after that, you got Florence, right? 75,000 to win weekend. After that, you got Batesville 50,000 to win. And then the weekend after that, you got Port Royal 50,000 to win all Lucas races. And then, and then Labor County and then mm-hmm. Tyler County. Right. And then after that, it's the world. And then after that, it's Knoxville. So it's like, it doesn't stop. Um, so like if there was a weekend to take off for those two drivers, Tim McCready and Jonathan Davenport, if I'm in their shoes, yeah, I've, I've, I, they don't have a very good chance to win this weekend. So, um, if I'm just being honest, they've just, they've Oof, look, look at that. Look, look at, look at, look at, uh, look at them. They would put them no chance, not a good chance to win for D J D and McCready. Uh, uh, huh? He was, he, he's probably, I mean, yeah, yeah, they, they would both agree that they, I would think so, that 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 their chances there are less than McCready's not even going to Cedar Lake, actually. Uh, oh, JD really? is planning to go there. Yeah, McCready's staying home. He might run a couple of modified, big block modified races up in, you know, in New York, uh, you know, for the next two weeks. But yeah, with all those races along there, you you have all these $50,000 plus uh, opportunities to win. The one that you feel when you, you need a break, and you're coming off a long, long, long trip. That one is PDC this year where like those guys, I mean, Hey, if they, if they had felt as good about PDC as, as a Bobby Pierce would, or a Brandon Shepard would, or, or, you know, or, or those guys that really run good well there, um, then they probably wouldn't be doing it. But when they're struggling a little bit, you know, at that track, that's the one like, Oh, you know what we can, we can, we can let, let's, we could skip it because we got so many other chances to win that, that big money. All right, so this comeback will this affect fans if this is like a three or four year occurrence? Like, obviously there was thirty three cars at a fifty three thousand dollar win at Houston. It's like it's way out there, but like I don't know if guys are gonna if you're like say you're in Iowa 
are you going to go to Houston's where 33 cars there? Are you going to go to Fairbury that might have 60, you know, and kind of like the mm-hmm. same paying race? I don't know. Is this going to be a thing or, or we, am I overthinking it? I just kind of want to just, you know, the pros and cons a little bit. I think like established races like Cedar Lake, they're used to only having 40 to 50 cars. They're going to be okay with it. It's their one big race. They don't see supers a lot, but I was just curious on your thoughts on this. Yeah. I was, yeah, you know, I, I think that Houston's will they're probably going to want to get over 40 cars. I mean, just like Cedar Lake, I think that Houston's could end up being like a Cedar Lake where you expect that 40 to 50 number. And, and that's more than enough. You don't need 60 cars or 70 cars to make that a, you know, a big show. Uh, everybody kind of expects that. I mean, that that's, it's a great racetrack. I think that could really be a fun weekend. Sioux Falls, South Dakota is 10 minutes away from, uh, uh, from Houston's and, and that was a great little town, a lot of stuff, you know, to, to go see there and, and, you know, places to eat and stuff like that. It's a nice, it's a nice little town. I mean, nice, you know, city, not far from the racetrack and, and the racetrack itself is so nice. Uh, I think that will be able to, to stand, it'll be able to build there. I mean, the, the, that'll be able to live on, I think 40 cars eventually will, will want to do that. Uh, hopefully you'll be able to get to that number uh, once they see that it works, but you know, yeah, it, it's, it's, I think, you know, Fairbury, man, they're, they're still, they're still going to be what, 70 cars there. Uh, I, I think something in that neighborhood, there's going to be plenty of talent. I mean, uh, the show goes on. That's what everybody will say. The show goes on. There'll be somebody doing spectacular things, even without JD or McCready there. Something will be going on at Fairbury that everybody will be excited about. I think if you have Sheppy, Ricky Thornton, Jr., Pierce, and Hudson O'Neill, I think something exciting is probably going to happen. <laughs> At Fairbury, especially yep. if that cushion's there, Kovac. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. There, there's there's uh plenty to to get excited about. You have all the Illinois boys there. Uh, it's uh, there, there's there's plenty of talent that will be at Fairbury. Hey, Josh Rice is coming too, right? Isn't yes. Josh Rice supposed to be there? I mean, yeah, there's a there's a coming. guy that's gonna be up there. Yeah, watch out, Walls at Fairbury. Josh Rice will be there, you know, and he'll be testing them. If uh, I'm sure he'll be up on that cushion. That's another exciting, uh, you know, uh, guy from from outside the area that'll that'll be at Fairbury. Yeah, there, there's always, I mean, you you make you you do. There's, it's not going to be some uh, event where no one's there at any of these big events. But I mean, like we're talking about, we're 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 uh, recording this before the one hundred thousand dollar to win race in Nebraska at Off Road Speedway is uh, is run. Uh, for the XR series, so uh, we won't. We can't tell you who won. Only 28 cars showed up for that for a hundred thousand uh, dollars. I mean, it is a Monday, Tuesday. You know, at the end of a long trip for Lucas Oil Series, so a lot of guy. Everyone's not going to go run it, and it's out there in Nebraska. Um, but I mean, if you get under, start going under 30 cars for really big money races, then you might be start to worry that there's too many, that it, it's not the right spot. It's not the right timing of the race. Something's not right there if, if that continues. But um, I mean, I don't see that happening with the weekend uh, races. I think Houston's will have more next year too. And, uh, and we'll be, well, you know, and, and Fairbury's not going to be lacking any cars either. I don't think they will be lacking any fans as well. Uh, Robert, yeah. you agree with Kovac there about like, we're, I'm, I'm overreacting. Fans will still come to these races, even though, let's say, three or four years in a row, some of the big-name guys decide to sit out, either with the outlaw guys sitting out or Lucas, vice versa. Well, there's never going to be a ton sit out. I think that's going to be – no, it's not like we're going to have 10 guys just decide to skip a $50,000, $7,500,000 to win race on a weekend. So I don't think that's an issue. 
Now, the thing is, once if it's a if it's a World of Outlaws race, you can't guarantee that those Lucas Oil guys are going to show. If it's a Lucas Oil race, same thing. You can't guarantee that the World of Outlaws guys are going to show. You've got to sell your product and and hope that that's enough for the fans. Uh, the race itself, like a like a Prairie Dirt Classic or or like Cedar Lake, those events are so historic. They sell themselves. Uh, you know, guess who's not racing this year, guys? Guess who won't be there? Scott Bloomquist. And guess what? The racing world is going on. You know, uh, yep. I miss Scott on the track as much as anybody. But, you know, the GOAT, in my opinion, he's not going to be there racing. He hasn't been anywhere but, like, Florida all year. And guess what? We've still been racing. So, uh, so yeah, the fans still show up. The fans, hell, they're still buying his merchandise. Uh, so... <laughs> You know, I think I think they're they're still going to show. They're still going to be there. Uh, still going to be a big party uh, in Illinois. That's that's a definitely party central. Uh, and so so yeah, I don't think that the the race itself you know is in any any danger uh, at all. You know, now there will be some fans that aren't necessarily in the know that are dirt racing fans that aren't that don't listen to our show or don't subscribe to to uh, you know our website. And they'll be there and they'll look at each other like, where's, where's Jonathan Davenport? You know, they won't really understand why he won't be there, but those are going to be few and far between. I think uh, it's not going to be a, it's not going to be a big deal. Really go, go to your cruise, go take a, go race your big block, whatever you got to do, take a break, refresh and get back out on tour. I mean, it's not, it's not a big deal. Regardless, plenty of races to win for the drivers throughout the entire year. I mean, the fifty thousand dollars are becoming, you know, twenty grand shows. It seems like we got plenty of hundred grand races as well. So good time for the racers to make some good money there. And uh, I think the fans will show. The fans still should show out there because the guys are still going to put on a whale show for big time money. Uh, Kyle, what's your one more thing as we get uh, close out the show here? You can lead us off. Gotcha. Yeah. Uh, some good news here. A McKean County Raceway is going to reopen next month. And I think I'm going to pronounce this right. East Smithport, PA, uh, which is closer to Buffalo than it is Pittsburgh. But um, so, yeah, I mean, that's that's fantastic news. Um, you know, promoters, Kurt and Bonnie Stebgins, Stebbins, sorry. Um, just like reading over the dirt wire here, <laughs> taking over the operations of the third mile oval. So, um, no, I mean, that's, it's always good to, in a age where it seems like tracks are folding left and right. Um, it's good to see a track like McKean County reopen. And so, um, that is my one more thing. Hell yeah. We like to see tracks reopen. I know the last couple of years we had to do a show, I think of tracks closing and, uh, so great to hear that. Awesome news there. Uh, Kovac, what do you got? Bob? I get to see you in like a day. Yep, this is uh, – I man, we're – wife and I are coming out to Fairbury this weekend. We're staying with Derek's mom. We're going to be – she's been – mom. Derek's mom's been texting and asking what we like for breakfast and stuff, you know, kind of bagels or what kind of bagels we want to get. And so she's pumped. We're pumped to stay with her near the racetrack. So – uh, and Derek will be on vacation. And my one more thing is all about Derek. 
we're going to be talking about let's keep this in house and wish Derek a happy birthday. We are recording this on Derek's 34th birthday. There has been times when the birthday coincides perfectly with uh, with Fairbury, right? I mean, that's happened, I believe, wasn't it? Didn't that happen? Yeah, year? my 25th, my 25th birthday. It was the 25th, right? Exactly. So that would have been the first. Was that the first? What year was that? That was 2014, the one that T-Mac won. So it was the second 21. one. 21, okay, T-Mac won. Okay, so, but he, he just turns 34. He's getting up there now. I mean, everyone should know that D. Suave is, you know, getting a little older. He's almost halfway through his 30s now. Uh, but, you know, happy birthday to D. Suave, and uh, everyone will see him walk. He'll, he'll be prowling his stomping grounds of uh, of uh, Fairbury. Uh, you know, this is a vacation weekend too this is vacated he's not uh he's not on the clock this weekend at fairbury other than other than suave talk right i mean we yep. everyone should just come to suave talk on saturday afternoon i think what's that two or three o'clock it's going to be this week on the bus and turn two at fairbury uh everyone stop in there make sure that if they're, if they're at the racetrack they come watch they'll have some special guests up on the stage and d suave will throw some you know hats and stuff out for you and He'll have his famous comments. So, and wish him a happy birthday. Everybody can sing happy birthday to him too during the during the swap talk. Yes, 2025, Kovac. That's when my birthday will be <laughs> yeah. back on the Prairie Dirt. So we got a couple of years there. Uh, looking forward Ooh, to man. it. It's gonna be a whale of a show. People coming into town, stay cool and stay hydrated. Don't think you can beat the heat and sun by drinking Bush lattes. You got to add in some water every. Four it's gonna be a hot one too, right, Derek? Especially Ooh, Friday. It's gonna be Friday a hot looks- one. Okay, Friday looks hot. And speaking of the Prairie Dirt Classic, please go on DirtOnDirt.com and check out the Kevin Weaver Swap Talk. It's tradition, unlike any other that I interview on Prairie Dirt Classic Week. And he's been racing for a long time, 60 years old. I mean, the stories he's got from being at that race, being running at Fairbury, is it's phenomenal. He's a great interview, so go please check that out. That's my shameless plug to go check out Swap Talk with Kevin Weaver as he's already locked in the show. Uh, so he's ready to get dialed in with the provisional with the track. So he's going to only go up from there, Kevin Kovac. Let's see if he can get the job done. Robert Holman, finish it strong for us. Uh, I just wanted to, uh, to point out the top 25. We do it every week. Of course, we, we vote for our, uh, our, um, power rankings or however you want to look at it, but two guys made significant jumps this week, obviously Brandon Shepard uh on the heels of his big victory uh jumped to i guess the top five you guys can correct me if i'm wrong has he been in the top five this year has he maybe not at any point was he i don't know if he was uh so uh so he's as high as he's been all all season uh and if he was up that high it would have been really really early in the year so he made a huge jump based off of that win and then ashton winger uh, the Georgia driver went up three spots uh, to number 10 or 11 or somewhere 12, I think maybe uh, it's probably maybe as high as he's been ever. I'm not hundred percent sure on that, but he is up very high there as well based off of his uh, superb outing in the uh, summer nationals, the dirt car summer nationals, and then his victory, a uh, very convincing win there at, uh, at Sonoa, his home track. So he's having a great year. Uh, both of those, those are two drivers who both will probably look back at the year and say, we probably should have doubled our win total. Uh, I did a count on Sheppy 
uh, when we were doing our, for our fast talk, I think he has nine runner up finishes or eight runner up finishes this year. So I'm sure there's some there that he wishes that he probably had, had let, not let slip away or maybe capitalized on and won. And then I know after talking to uh, Ashton last week that there's a couple for sure that he wished uh, he had not let get away. So both those guys climbing in the polls, go check it out. It's a, it's a really pretty good read to see who's, who's shifted where, who's not. So go check that out because uh, we all vote for it. And then Todd puts in a lot of work on that, uh, you know, letting people know where a certain driver's going for a weekend and, and, and how they're doing. So it's a good read. Yeah, it's good stuff there. And if you're a late model nut, you can dive into it, just like college basketball and football fans when they check out the AP Top 25 poll every single week. It's uh, it's kind of stressful at times trying to figure out where to vote people, but it's all good fun. And by the way, drivers and uh, crew guys, you don't get paid for the Top 25 at the end of the year, so don't come up to us busting your ball saying, oh, why'd you vote for this guy? What and well, not me, so... Can I, can I add to that there, Derek? I had uh, interviewed uh, Tyler Erb after his fifth place finish on Saturday night at, at Husets, and and uh, he went through, I think, the entire top 25 with me. He uh, he thinks he wasn't uh, ranked high enough or whatever, and, and I'm like, oh, my God, Tyler, here we go, Turbo. And he's, let me look through this list with you. And then he had some comments on everyone, and <laughs> but uh, he also, Turbo, I didn't realize it was only his fourth top five finish in his last 23 yeah. soul races. So he's struggling a little bit too. So he has that, you know, he ran good and he ran well also Eldor and some other places. Yeah. Your strength, uh, your strength, of schedule, but, your strength, the schedule doesn't help out when you're getting mid tier. So that's all I'm going to say. That's here. right. Yeah. So, five, I mean, so maybe you can get the win this weekend, but yeah, he yeah but he's on the upswing. He was on the upswing with that fifth place finish. He ran very well at, uh, at, um, at Houston's. Good run for Turbo. Let's all... hope and pray for a good run this weekend at the Prairie Dirt Classic. Uh, I know that he'll be at the golf outing on Thursday, which helps out the Shriners Hospital. So kudos to Tyler Herb helping out there for a good cause, and hopefully he can hit. So a couple birdies as well. we got plenty of live coverage of the Southern Nationals as they finish off at Taswell this weekend. we got all points in between. It's going to be a great time. Crown Jewel season is just in the middle of it. So be, ch- be sure to check out the stories from the – these three guys. We'll see you next time on the Dirt Reporters. Thank you for watching.